everybody, this is J. Keith Van Stratton. And Helen Hong. And Jim Newman. Thanks so much for listening to this. It means that you are a member of MaximumFun.org and contributed to the Max Fun Drive. So thank you so much for supporting Maximum Fun and supporting Go Fact Yourself. Our bonus episode this year is some follow-ups on previous episodes that we've had. This was the idea of Julian Burrell, who was our editor, who was right there. Hello, Julian. Hello. Tell us about why you thought this would be a fun thing to do, because we don't see it. No, tell us. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, uh, one of my favorite things about, because uh, I edit the show and I find out everything as I'm editing it. And I, my, my favorite thing is always hearing people react whenever either they meet the person who is directly involved in the thing that they're passionate about, or it's somebody who just happens to share their passion and turn it into a profession or something like that. And I think it's always fun because it always sparks a relationship that wasn't there that this show directly instigated. And I was always wondering, like they always mentioned, oh, we should talk after this and we should get a, grab a drink and we should chat after this. And I always want to know what happens after that's like after that interaction has happened and the relationships continued. And I, I really wanted a chance to get to follow up with all of those people. And here we are. I thought it would be great for the true, true deep uh, Go Fact Yourself fans to get a chance to hear that with this episode. Yeah, and we have so many great success stories of people who have, you know, met their expert of the thing that they're super into and like be like, oh my God, I have to have your number and your email Mm -hmm. address and we need to talk about this afterwards. And we do have these great success stories. So thanks, Julian, for giving us the opportunity to follow up on the success stories of people who like nerd out even further with their expert. Jim Newman as the co-producer, co-creator and uh, co-writer of the show. And Uh, director. And director. You, of course, are very involved in uh, finding our experts and uh, helping to to facilitate some of the follow-ups as well. I am, and it's it it is very gratifying when when this connection is made. And lots of times, people are impressed by a movie star showing up. You know, mm-hmm. if they're a fan of a movie and someone from the movie is there, that's that's cool. When it's someone who really knows a subject, who's really who's written a book, who has a PhD mm-hmm. in it, and they really connect on that level, that's really special to me when when like these two brains come together and yeah. can can really connect on a level that I can't connect with either of them. <laughs> and our first follow-up interview is here in person. It's actor and comedian Allison Becker. Hi Allison. Hi everybody. Hey. Uh, let's hear a little bit from Allison's episode where we introduced her expert. Here with us tonight is a teacher of history at Stanford University who earned a Mellon grant to write her honors thesis on divorce ranches in 20th century Nevada. It's Teresa Eicher. Teresa Eicher. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited you're here. (laughs) I can can tell. I can really tell. Yeah, I was going to say, between the two of you, who who would be most excited to finally be able to talk about this with another human being? I don't know. I think it's a tie. Yeah, it definitely definitely is. One of the weirdest topics that we've ever had on... most specific, probably, Specific, and and like, I knew nothing about it. Yeah, I had never even heard of it it's uh, every, you know we, we've done 50 plus shows i would say maybe three or four topics that people have mentioned as a potential are ones where i literally knew absolutely nothing about it and so uh, it was fun for me to uh and, and for jim uh, well to, i had yeah. heard of it you had so, heard it okay yes well, Dragging. Yeah, yes but it was fun for me to just do a deep dive into this and just realize how interesting and cool it was divorce ranch yeah divorce ranches and and i think one of the things i love so much about the segment is that every once in a while you get a meeting of both guest and expert expert where they're so happy to talk yeah. to somebody else about this thing that they love that they don't often get to share. So let, let's just go back a little bit and talk well, about and that. Usually, let me, okay. uh, usually when someone gets really excited about their, their expert, it's someone who is famous already. 
And that's why they're excited. Right, yeah. right. Like if we had brought on Bon Jovi, which is one of your other topics. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. I probably would have enjoyed that as well. Guys, do you know Bon Jovi? <laughs> we, we, we investigated that as a yes, possibility. We, did. Okay. we were yeah. living on a prayer about it. But per- uh, there you go. <laughs> but this is the most excited anyone's ever gotten about an academic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> which which thrills me. So let's go back and, uh, and, and talk about that. Um, so just remind everyone, what, what were the topics that you had given us to choose from? Oh, gosh. If I remember correctly, yeah. there was... Um, Divorce Ranch is obviously Bon Jovi. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the other one was either Seinfeld I think it episodes. Was Seinfeld, yeah. But I also talked about cults. I also am really interested in cults. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've done, we've done a couple uh, cult segments uh, since then. Which one did you think that we were going to pick? I really thought it was going to be Bon Jovi mm-hmm. because I was like, oh, they can get like a musician or like a. I, and, and kind of going off what you said. I knew you were going to bring an expert in, and I was like, well, there's no way they're going to get a divorce ranch expert, because there's only, like, two of them, and I, I've already spoken with them. So I I just assumed it was going to be, like, a music historian, and yeah. it's going to be Bon Jovi. If, if I recall, you had a very uh, strong reaction to when we actually said that that was the topic yeah. that we were choosing. <laughs> exactly. I think it was, what? I think that was my reaction. Yeah, I think it was, I was, it like, was a lot of them also. A what? Uh, yeah, so tell us about who your expert was and what it was like uh, meeting her and being on the show with her. Well, you brought out Teresa Eicher, who wrote um, her thesis on divorce ranches. And because I've done such a deep dive into this topic, like I said, there's only like a couple of quote unquote experts. Mm-hmm. And I think I may even be one of them at this point. <laughs> and, you know, I kind of have done enough research to know who most people in this world are. And I hadn't heard of Teresa or met her yet. So, like you said, just finding someone else who was so who had done such a deep dive into this such a specific topic was just exhilarating because you finally get to nerd out with somebody and talk, and you're finally in a position where you're not just explaining it. Because whenever I do talk about it, people want to hear about it, mm-hmm. but it's usually me just explaining it, and it's not a back and forth. And we could finally have a back and forth, mm-hmm. and that was really exciting. I love it. Yeah. And the reason you hadn't heard of her, I think, is she's very young. She yes. had she had just gotten her master's degree, and this was her, her thesis, and she's now working on her PhD. Exactly, and I think she's going to be well-known in her field soon because she's really a rock star. Yeah, and I just remember cool. even on stage in front of the crowd, you guys, we have to talk more. Give yeah. me your number. Yeah. You have to give me I your mean, number. I mean, we had like every, the rest of the meals at the weekend we had together. Like, we just really enjoyed talking to oh, each other. Oh, I love that. And it was so great for us also because, you know, we usually record the shows in L.A. These were up at Lake Arrowhead, and so... Mm-hmm. Just who could we get to come? And the fact that Jim Jim found uh, Teresa, who well I guess done. through her Stanford uh, website, and somehow convinced her to drive down from Northern California to be with us. It didn't take much convincing. Yeah, I mean, she wants to talk about okay. this <laughs> as much as Allison does. So, I mean, I was thrilled that she that she came down for it. That's so true because my thing would be like Star Trek TNG, and there's like a few hundred thousand people that I could talk to yeah. Star Trek TNG right, with. But someone. you literally only have like four, uh, like a, a small handful that you could go deep with on yeah, this topic. Exactly. Wow. And then have you have you um, hung out with her since? We haven't hung out in person. We've been very connected on email and I she's supposed to come to LA soon. I, I mean, my dream is still to go to Reno, Nevada with her. Reno's the kind of the center mm-hmm. of the divorce ranch world or used to be when they were still active. And I like I just want to go there with her and nerd out and like go through the city records with her. And, oh, wow. And check it all out and go to the sites where the ranches used to be and the Riverside Hotel. So that would still be a dream, and I hope we can do that. And I know you've been trying to interview people who were around during that time, and, and yes. Teresa helped you connect so, with somebody? So Teresa connected me to Mary Lou Norton, who's one of the last living um, women who attended a divorce ranch. She was there in 1951, I believe. She's now 94. Wow. Um, 
Um, she lives in Phoenix, Arizona, and um, I had kind of had peripheral contact with her a few years ago, but then Teresa was really able to solidify that, and I'm very grateful for that. And I flew out to Phoenix, and I brought my friend, and she brought her camera, and we interviewed Mary Lou, and I, I was... By the end of that interview, I was in tears, and I was like, I love you. And Mary Lou was like, I love you, too. Oh. I was like, oh, my God. And she's just an incredible woman as well. She's just a tiny, beautiful, intelligent, dynamic woman who is now a painter and is used to be a singer and, like, played one of her songs that she recorded at Capitol Records oh for gosh. me. And, and she just has had the most incredible life. And I met two of her sons, one of which was four years old, and she <gasps> brought him to the divorce range. What? Oh, wow. So he was telling me his memories um, as well. And, yeah, so I I'm, I'm still want to pitch this whole thing as a television show. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. You'd mentioned that on the show, that the reason that you got so into this is because you, you wanted to develop a show. Where, where yeah, are you with and that project? It's... um. It's hard. People don't want to buy a period drama because it's expensive. Right. Um, yet you look at television and like 90% of the things on are like period drama. Sure. So I'm like, guys, come on, let's do this. <laughs> um, but uh, I am not giving up. And I'm also thinking about doing it as a documentary now, mm-hmm. either potentially a short documentary, if only to have a piece of tape to sell the show with. Sure. So that's why I um, recorded our my mm-hmm. interview with Mary Lou. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Does she does she know anyone else that maybe is still alive from that time? Um, she that... knows a couple of historians, but um, I don't think she still keeps in touch with anyone because, unfortunately, most of them have passed. Because, like I said, she's wow. in her 90s. Right. So, I mean, some of the kids who were there would still be alive. Right. But um, the, the divorcing women and the, you know, I know that the, like, den mother, like the woman who ran the ranch, the couple that owned the ranch, the, the wife ran it um i know they've since passed but oh my god if there's anybody out there who's listening <laughs> yes. who's, a, who's a max fun fan and can and help facilitate making this into a tv show this would be so compelling because there's a there's a great feminist angle Absolutely. there's a great like misogynistic oppression of the times mm-hmm. angle and like women really like you know finding themselves through this horrible thing that happened and oh i think it would be so compelling and so interesting and like just hearing you talk about it i was like wait what yeah. also there's and for people who aren't into that there's cowboys there's cowboys exactly <laughs> yeah. and what we didn't learn from um you know american television who shockingly got it wrong um there were a lot of african-american cowboys as well and also there were a lot of native americans who worked on the ranch so there's a lot of um history from different groups of people that could really be finally given a voice in a show like this mm. plus it would just be like fun yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow I think it's so cool because you know it, we never know when someone gives us a topic when you know someone says oh I know a lot about this whether it's something that oh yeah I, I read a book about that once or right. if they're as as hyper into it as you are which I say is a compliment and so Thank it's really you. it's really great to to be able to bring that out on stage and also to see that you've continued to, to learn more about it we could probably give you a harder quiz about it now and have you still do just as well I hope so okay. you probably yeah. are one of the experts in the field at this yeah, point. Right. Yeah, unintentionally, but I really am. <laughs> Do you know if Teresa is, what's she doing her PhD on? The men's rights movement, the men's rights movement, <gasps> which evidently, and I, from what I understand from her, has its um, roots in the 1960s divorce era mm. because um, men were annoyed that they were, quote unquote, losing their rights because they were losing their money mm. in uh. divorces. So then this... Um, 
yeah, this, sorry, awful group of people <laughs> came about, <laughs> um, which and now they're, you know, and a lot of them are uh, very extreme right. Right. Um, shockingly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, well, well, we'll have Teresa back if that comes up as a topic. <laughs> again, we, we have repeated an expert before. We're, we're not ashamed to do yeah. it I'm again. fascinated and to read her research yeah. on it. Anytime we put out there that we're looking for a topic, it seems to come up. So, yeah. Awesome. Uh, Allison, is there anything else you'd like to share about your experience that you remember that we didn't cover? Um, just that it was, you just, it's never, you know, un- it's so unexpected to meet someone you have so much in common with and connect. So like always talk to, talk, talk to strangers. If you're not a child, <laughs> talk to strangers because you'd be surprised the things you can connect with on people, mm-hmm. connect with from people. And it's really exciting. And I would think I, I would add also, it's like, don't be embarrassed about what you love and what yes, you're interested exactly. in and passionate about, you know, cause, cause you never know what it's going to, going to lead to. Exactly. So we're so glad that you brought that up and we're so glad that uh, you joined us again today. Thank you all so much. Thank Yay. you, Allison. All right, Helen, we've got a voice message from one of our previous guests. Who is it from? It is from Jackie Cation. I love Jackie Cation. Me too. I've been friends with Jackie Cation probably more than 20 years. She's been on a bunch of different shows that I've done. You, you probably know her from doing stand-up for a while. I've known her for, I, I've looked up to her as a big sister in stand-up comedy. She is absolutely hilarious, such a talent. And she was lovely enough to come on Go Fact Yourself and nerd out about. Comic books, but more specifically, she, she was very specific about Marvel and then from a very specific era. Marvel, uh, not DC. Yes. Jackie left us a wonderful voicemail to talk about her experience. Let's listen to that. We're hearing it for the first time right now. Here's Jackie Cation. Hey, go fact yourself. Huh? Huh? Did that sound mean? Hi, I'm Jackie Cation. I was on Go Fact Yourself, and there are many things that I would like to say about how great the show is, because the show is freaking great. I was on the show because Jake Keith Van Stratton asked me to be on the show. And quite honestly, he doesn't ask that much of me. The things that I wanted to sort of dork out about that I was I was willing to be queried on was uh, Regency romance novels of the 20th century and comic books from 2003 to the present. We did comic books and outwalked one of the best comic book writers currently working, possibly ever, Mark Wade. Here with us tonight is an Eisner Award-winning comic book writer who's written for DC, Boom Studios, and Marvel Comics. It's Mark Wade. Mark Wade. <laughs> Jackie's draw has dropped to the floor. They're embracing. It's, it's Mark Wade. <laughs> when he walked out and I'd gotten the answers wrong, I literally was, I felt uh, a small part of me died. And then I got over it because uh, he was so nice about it. Hello, Mr. Wade. Hello, Please sir. Please speak into that microphone. How there. are you? Very well. Jackie, how are you is the question. Very excited. <laughs> I like that you open your mouth and a feather came I out. I know. Yeah, that was something. She was literally I'm speechless. I'm an enormous fan. Thank I'm you. A, you are an well, amazing well, writer. Well, clearly, as you name-checked me from the... Uh, from uh, nothing. Exactly. It's yeah. like, I know, it's the worst. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. I when spent... I was asking Jackie, you're the favorite writers that she follows. I don't and remember I, hearing that name. I don't... Yeah. I know, I completely spaced your name. I, That's all right. Uh, luckily, all right. I didn't say Jack Kirby. That's all right. All good. All good. All good. All good. We're all, all friends good. here now. We got to talk a little bit afterwards, and he did my podcast, The Dork Forest, where he dorked out about his favorite thing, which is Superman. That's right. So if you go to dorkforest.com, small plug. Anyway, go fact yourself. Super fun. Thanks for having me on. And if you want to at any time introduce me, I don't know. Let's see. 
I will think of other heroes, sheroes, or peoples that I might wish to meet. Uh, thanks for having me on. Nice seeing you guys. Helen, Jake Keith, you're awesome. Aww. Oh, Jackie's awesome. Thanks we so much. We love Jackie. That was fun. That was one of our, we've done a bunch of comic book segments on the show. I know almost nothing about comic books that are not Archie comics from maybe <laughs> 1984 to 1986. And I know even less than that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it was fun to, to learn a lot and do a deep dive. But it, it's always been a great moment uh, because you can tell how much these comics mean to these people and to, to talk to people who are involved in the creation of them uh, is really special. And that was one of the first times that we were able to pull that off. And we're very lucky to, despite the fact that none of us are really comic book fans, mm-hmm. we're, we're all nerds, we're, but we're missing the comic book gene right. somehow. <laughs> um, but on our pilot episode, mm-hmm. we had legendary comic writer Len Wein, who was actually a very good friend. Mm-hmm. I I have never read any of his comic books. <laughs> Nor have I. <laughs> but I've, I've I've, been, I went to his home many times. Yes, yeah, I liked him. Yeah. I because I liked him, not yeah. not I wasn't trying to get close to yes. a famous guy. I just liked yes. him, and he he passed away shortly after we did our pilot. Uh, but his widow, who is also the photographer on the show, mm-hmm. you hear her name, uh, Christine Velada, at the end of every episode. Uh, she has been very helpful in getting us people like Mark Wade mm-hmm. to appear on the show. And it's a very tight-knit community of, of comic book writers and yes. artists. And uh, it, it's been a thrill for us to be able to share that with people. Because I, I think there's a big cro- a big crossover in the Venn diagram of Max Fun and podcast listeners with comic book fans. So you can look forward yes. to more of those coming up. But we're, we're not in that middle section. Not at all. No, not at all. <laughs> but we But we can still do it. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Dork Forest is a great podcast. I've been on, Helen. I think you've been on as well. Uh, it's a great podcast, and we're so happy that we heard from Jackie Cation. Thank you, Jackie. Up next, we've got a segment with our guest comedian and podcaster, Jamie Loftus. We're going to hear her meet her experts, too, and a special offer that was given to her. Here with us tonight are two people who work with Zambonis, the supervisor at the L.A. Kings practice facility and the director of ice quality and standards for the L.A. Kings. It's Joe Keeler and Francois Martindale. Come on out here, gentlemen. Francois and Joe. I understand that you've been authorized by the Kings to make uh, an interesting offer to Jamie. Yes, if you ever want to draw or come and sit on the side seat of a Zamboni this year or next year, it would be a pleasure to have Wait, you at the really? Staples Center. Yes. Oh my gosh, I would love that so much. Wow, thank you. It's a pleasure. Oh, this is the best day ever. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. I don't even have a Zamboni tattoo, so <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel bad right now. I need to get one. Uh, we are dreams come true here at Go Fact Yourself. It's our great pleasure. And now I'm happy to say joining us by phone is Jamie Loftus. Hi, Jamie. Hi, Jamie. Hi, how are you? We're so good. We're so happy that you're here. It's fun to uh, listen back on that episode. That was rather recent, and yet it was one of the best uh, surprises we were able to pull off. We want to hear all about your experience of being on the show. Oh, man, it was great. So after I got to talk to Francois a little bit um, after the show, uh, he made the mistake of giving me his phone number, <laughs> and uh, so I, I made sure that he followed through on his pro- promise and that I, I got to ride the Zamboni at the game. So I finally got to him, like, to nail down a date. He was super helpful and super nice, and I made, like, a custom jumpsuit, <gasps> and then I, like, bedazzled it. I love it. Zamboni Knights on it. Zamboni Knights? 
Yeah, it was. It, I, I was pretty proud of it. It looked pretty good. Did you have a cutout um, for where your tattoo is? <laughs> I wish I did. There is. I. But again, I'm like. I don't know. There, I, I think I was like freaking out the uh, the ice team that is like paid to be there. So, uh, and there's also there's two zambonis which I didn't know. So there was also like a kid on the <laughs> other zamboni at the same time who was like not as into it as I was. <laughs> <laughs> they should have let you ride twice instead of the kid. They should. And honestly, ultimately, I was like, Jacob is really like infringing on my moment. <laughs> um, but it was cool, and Francois was there, and he was standing with my boyfriend uh, while I was riding. It was just like, your girlfriend's crazy. <laughs> he, was so, he was so nice. So we made your uh, dream come true. You got to ride a Zamboni. Yeah, it literally changed my life. So oh, my God. So much. It was like, it, it truly, like, it was my favorite night in a long time. It felt like manifesting, but the, uh, you guys. So thank you so much. Did you get video of it that we can see somewhere? Oh, yes. Yes. I have so many videos. I have so many pictures. It's honestly embarrassing. I almost like hired someone to come with me, but I'm like, I'm and that's it. But but I have a ton of pictures and a ton of videos that I'll send. But yeah, it was the night of a lifetime. It was the best. And this was in front of the crowd, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was like between the second and third periods of a, of a Kings game. Wow. And so were people cheering you on? Did they care? No, they didn't care. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> they were, they were I, like, I, I think like that there, there, are, there were some people in the, in the stands who are there to watch the Zamboni the same way you were when, <laughs> when you went there. to a game. And I think I'm kind of alone. <laughs> well, when if they were there, I didn't see them. When people were first buying Zambonis, the, one of the major concerns was that they wouldn't be able to sell any concessions because everyone will want to watch the Zamboni <laughs> during the break. And I think there are still people who are like that. You're one of them. I like to believe it. I'm, I'm, I'm one of them, but I think we're a dying breed. <laughs> so how did it compare to what you thought it was going to be like? It was even better. It was so cool. It was like you, you kind of ride side saddle with the, with the Zamboni driver. And yeah, it was incredible. Like it, it's kind of long. It takes like five minutes to do the whole thing. <gasps> is it smooth or is it bumpy? It's very smooth. Smoothest ride of my entire life. Oh. Get to do like a queen's wave um, <laughs> as you're doing it, and no one cares, but it feels significant. And they put they put you you, you up on the jumbo truck. Oh, and it's whoa! All, like, very exciting. That's great. Yeah. Did they put your name up there also? Did they? Did, was there an announcement to the crowd? Yes. Yes. So exciting! I cannot wait to see these pictures of you in your like in your jumpsuit with the with the <laughs> Zamboni nights, and I'm so excited that we got to help you like fulfill your dream of riding a Zamboni. It, I never would have expected it. It was so amazing. It was a total dream come true. And it was fun for me uh, there as sort of as, as a host and a producer, knowing that we're about to make this offer that the Kings were very kind enough to uh, participate <laughs> in, knowing that it was going to happen. It's yeah. not something. It's not something that we usually get to do, where we where you know we can set up our expert to, to offer something uh, to a guest. Like once in a while, someone will bring a gift or something like that related to the right. topic. It was the cool book to that they're that. pushing. Yeah, but uh, but but that was uh, I got to give credit to Jim. He 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 pushed me to say, ask them if they'll offer her a ride. Ask them if they'll offer her a ride. And I was like, I don't know. Oh, I don't want to so bother nice. them. And then uh, I wrote to the uh, the the guy in the uh, PR office at the Kings who had helped us get Francois and uh, and Joe on the show. And I said, 
if it's possible, this would mean a lot. It would be a very special moment on the show. And he said, okay, just say that it might not be this year and it might not be during a game. So the fact that it happened this year and during a game, that was that was all, yeah, I think. Yeah, within the month. Yeah, I think that was all a result of your love and passion and having Francois' phone number. Oh, exactly. Can't overstate the importance of having Francois' phone number. <laughs> uh, we should give it out now. It is No, no, I don't think we should. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jamie, anything else you want to talk about uh, your experience uh, of being on the show or after? Anything else that uh, we should mention? Oh, it was such a blast. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I guess I should say Joe was there, too, and he was so lovely and gracious and, like, patient with my weird obsession. <laughs> it was truly, like, it was like January 6th and was easily, I know it's like going to be the best day of my year. So thank you so much. Excellent. Well, we're so happy that you joined us. We're happy we could provide this for you. And we're happy that uh, we got to talk to you about it now and, and that it happened. A lot of people were wondering, did she ever get to ride the Zamboni? So we're happy to uh, oh, find out yes. that you did. Excellent. Thank you so much, Jamie happy Loftus. Happy. Thank you. Have a good day. Thank you. So one of our guests that we had that we were so delighted to have and who ended up having a real connection uh, with his expert and afterwards is our own Jesse Thorne, the proprietor of Maximum Fun. Jesse joins us by phone right now. Hi, Jesse. Hi, Jay Keith. I'm recording live here in my home office with my three-year-old, uh, my eight-year-old, my eight-year-old's eight-year-old buddy, uh, my <laughs> six-year-old, and my eight-year-old's eight-year-old buddy's mom all standing immediately outside the door. Wow, so you're if, uh, like a sea of children by you. This must be fascinating yeah, for them, seeing you talk on the phone. <laughs> we're really running a menagerie here, basically. <laughs> well, we appreciate you taking time on a, on a busy Sunday morning to uh, talk with us. First of all, um, Remind people what your topic was and if you remember what the other topics were that we did not pick. I chose, well, I mean, it's hard because you have to pick something that's not your profession, right? And right. My, my profession is everything I've ever been a nerd about, basically. Right. <laughs> um, and so I had to, I had to dig deep. Uh, I went with the San Francisco Giants, uh, the city of San Francisco, which I'm a you know, I'm a San Francisco native and know some things, but if you had, you know, if you had hit me with a bunch of Emperor Norton questions, I would have really gotten em- embarrassed. That's a like 19th century eccentric who was uh, very famous for declaring himself the emperor of San Francisco. Oh. And you and, know his name and that probably would yes. have been the question. So you would have been fine. Oh, thank goodness. And then, uh, uh, yeah, your Sutro baths material, maybe I would have gotten it. Um, and then the f- the final one was the Dungeon Family, which is a sort of hip hop group or or crew uh, of which Outkast and uh, the Goody Mob are the most famous members. Yes, and we definitely did some research into th- into seeing if we could get one of those members on, and then we realized uh, I like talking about baseball, so we'll do that. Um, was that yeah. the- was- <laughs> well? And they were in Europe, I believe. Uh, that might be the case as well. Yeah. Uh, so what what the- we did end up picking the Giants. Was that the one that you thought we were going to do uh, talk about? I didn't expect you to pick the Giants. Uh, I figured it seemed like San Francisco was the most likely option because just there was a lot of different uh, ways you could go in getting an expert on San Francisco in general. And also it's, it was seemed the most likely to me because it was the one that I felt I was the most likely to be embarrassed by. <laughs> uh, I have a lot of my reputation tied up in being a San Francisco guy and the fact that uh, I would have, you know, misguessed when the cliff house opened or whatever. <laughs> I truly would have been embarrassed, but I was, uh, I was thrilled that it was the giants. Although 
I was worried about my performance, well, nonetheless. If I recall, you did quite well in that uh, in that category. Yeah, I destroyed. Yeah, I, totally. I laid <laughs> I laid waste to the I scene. Waste, I was yeah. very surprised. <laughs> right. I I even remember that Warren Spawn, uh, the Hall of Fame Braves pitcher, played for the Giants, which is way more than I would have expected of myself. <laughs> Don Drysdale also pitched for the Giants right. for so, a little bit. So as the category was going on, who did you think your expert might be? Or did you have any inkling at all? I really had no idea. I mean, I figured maybe you would get, uh, you know, I'm I'm a little friendly on the internet with Grant Brisby, who's mm-hmm. the Giants columnist for the, for the Athletic uh, and was a longtime Giants blogger. In fact, recently he... <laughs> He went into he went into Google Groups, you know, where they have Usenet posts mm-hmm. archived. Yeah, and found some embarrassing uh, post of mine on like rec.sport.baseball.sfgiants <laughs> yeah. in 1997 or something when I was like 15, um, and posted my signature file with a link to the play I wrote in high school. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Oh, so he definitely yeah. knew, he definitely knows who you are. Well, because we actually did contact Grant uh, in the in the course of researching your topic, because uh, we we definitely knew. Well, there's plenty of Giants players and former Giants players out there, but who are the ones who live in L.A.? And so uh, uh, first, I wrote whenever there's a baseball topic, I end up writing to Ben Lindbergh, host of our, our favorite baseball <laughs> podcast, Effectively Wild, to get his help, and he suggested Grant Brisby would be able to help. And Grant actually gave us a few ideas of some players who might be in the L.A. area. We definitely tried some of them. There was a there was a few hours where we thought we were going to get Barry Zito to be your expert. There was some time where... Uh, but he, he was going to be golfing at like a... Wasn't he going to be at a celebrity golf tournament? I'm not sure if it was him. In but anyway, I think he ended up living in... He lives in Tennessee or something okay. or, or, or somewhere like that. So we couldn't get him. But Grant Grant was involved at one point. And of course, if we, he, he was going to be... Since he offered to help, we would have recruited him to be your expert if necessary. But we did end up... <laughs> tell, tell the people who we did end up getting and what your response was to that. John Miller, the Hall of Fame play-by-play announcer for the Giants, uh, mm. and I was, frankly, agog. Here with us tonight via phone from Moss Beach, California, is a broadcaster whose many accolades include the Ford Frick Award from the Baseball Hall of Fame. It's the voice of the Giants, John Miller. John Miller. <laughs> John, are you there? Can you hear us? I'm I'm here, and I'm so impressed with uh, Jesse, who is obviously a real Giants fan and who has gotten every <laughs> question correct. Except there was one part that it wasn't a question, and and Jesse, I'm so sorry to have to uh, to kind of rain on your parade here, but uh, the game that you attended, the postseason game of 2016, was not Game Six of the League Championship Ooh. Series, but rather Game Four of the National League division series when the Cubs scored four runs in the top of the ninth inning to come from behind and beat the Giants to eliminate them that year on their way to uh, winning the World Series. John, thank you for correcting my anecdote. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently the thing I got wrong is the one thing that actually happened in my actual life. And, and what's it like, Jesse, to have one of your heroes uh, correct you? Uh, it's, it's a real thrill, Jake. <laughs> yeah. The, every part about it was totally thrilling. I mean, like, I grew up listening to an announcer named Hank Greenwald, who had about a f- five, ten-year run with the Giants, but it just coincided with uh, my perfect childhood years. 
And when Hank Greenwald left the Giants, uh, I thought they could never, they could never replace my, you know, childhood broadcasting hero, Hank. Mm-hmm. And they, John Miller at the time was working for the Orioles uh, out of Baltimore and Washington D.C. and the when the Giants when the Giants were sold because when I was a kid the Giants in fact all very nearly moved out of San Francisco, um, but uh, the Giants were sold to a to a local ownership group and they were doing things to make the team better, including signing signing Barry Bonds, but also just like painting Candlestick Park and stuff. And uh, they hired John Miller, and I was so skeptical. I was like, how could anyone – you know, I was like 12 years old mm-hmm. or whatever. But I was like, how could anyone replace the greatest play-by-play guy, uh, guy of all time? And it turns out the answer is by hiring literally the greatest play-by-play <laughs> man of his, of his generation. And I, I got to meet him very briefly uh, also as a teenager. When I was about 17 or 18, I was in – my baseball nerd credentials go very deep. And I was in this thing called the Society for American Baseball Research or Sabre. Wow. <laughs> and I went to the convention uh, by myself as a teenager. It involved plane flights and hotels. Um, and uh, he was a keynote speaker. And, you know, he, he gave kind of a dinner speech, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like told some funny stories and he's brilliant at it. And uh, I I met him like to shake his hand very briefly then, but... Yeah, never, never imagined that I would, uh, uh, never imagined that I'd get to talk to him in that way. Well, Jim, why don't you talk about how we ended up getting John Miller and how that connection ended up providing uh, some fun for Jesse after the show? When when I'm not producing Go Fact Yourself, I run trivia nights at restaurants and bars around L.A. Our trivia cred runs deep as well. Yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's a group that plays at one of the venues where where I host. And uh, it turns out one one day, one of the members on the team was showing off his World Series ring. <gasps> and I'm like, what? How do you have a World Series ring? And he explained that he is one of the owners of the Giants. What? Yeah. Comes to your trivia night? Yeah, he... he, he uh, is driven there by his chauffeur <laughs> and brings this whole motley group of, of friends and family and they're fantastic and they're smart and they're fun and they're funny and uh, so uh, he explained that he he's a, a co-owner of, of This sounds Giants. like the childhood dream of a Jesse Thorne like one day <laughs> yeah. I'll grow up I'll own part of the Giants and I'll be driven in a limousine where I can have all the bubblegum I wish <laughs> to a trivia contest <laughs> And we've in the past we've we've tried to get something related to the Giants for for other shows, and I've contacted him, and it hasn't worked out. But but in this case, he 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 was he could really come through for us, and and uh, got John Miller for us, and uh, he came to see the show uh, for the first time, and uh, he really enjoyed the show and enjoyed meeting Jesse afterward. And so Jesse, talk about yeah. meeting him afterwards, and and what what's come from that. It was it was wild. Uh, I was like. I was like headed out the door because, you know, you guys usually tape on weekends when as now I'm responsible for taking care of my children. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, man, I'm I got to I got to get back to the house. I, I had to stop by my children very briefly before going off to record Jordan Jesse Go. And I thought and, you were gone already because I, I wanted yeah, to do the introduction. And it's like Jesse's gone. I couldn't find you. And Jim, Jim or somebody just grabbed me by the shoulder and said, oh, I, I want you to meet somebody. And 
Jim's trivia buddy, who's part owner of the Giants, like could not be more of the picture of uh, an eccentric millionaire. <laughs> um, just like truly, like if if he had just been wearing a a five thousand dollar suit and a colander for a hat or something, he <laughs> would not have been as millionaires more the do. Sure. No, his his yeah. uniform is is shorts and fancy knee socks. And do you want to mention his name, or are we deliberately keeping that out? No, I mean his name is David Jenkins, and I think he he's fine. Uh, us with us mentioning that uh, shorts and fancy knee socks. It sounds like my garb. Yeah. And I was at his uh, birthday party recently, and the party favors were knee socks. So it's <laughs> it's not he's not. I love knee you know, socks. he's not doing something that he's unaware of. Is he this in is, the knee sock business? Is, Does he own a <laughs> knee sock concern? I'm not that I'm aware <laughs> of. All right, all right. So what happened? So he 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 and his uh, assistant slash nurse were there, and they said, "Oh, we really enjoyed the show." Do you want to like take a picture with the with the Giants World Series ring, which is exactly the kind of thing that I would never in a million years ask, but also absolutely yes, I want to take a picture with the Giants World Series ring, <laughs> like no question about it. Uh, and they said, uh, and and they, or I took a picture with them, and they were kind enough to say, like, next time you're in San Francisco, uh, text us, and <gasps> they gave me their numbers, and what? this. They said we'll get you. We'll get you seats in the owner's box. Oh wow! So stop it. I, it's it's as we record this. Baseball season is about a month away, and I'm basically already buying plane tickets in my head. <laughs> oh my god! You know, this is one of those one of the episodes that I really appreciate, and and what really I think makes Go Fact Yourself awesome, because as you as our listeners know, Jay Keith is a rabid fan of baseball. I we're working on it. We're working so on Helen. But you know, you're you're enthusiasm and your passion for it, Jesse, was so contagious that even I, who don't really give a hoot about sports, was like really into it because you were like so excited to meet your childhood hero. And I was like, yay. Well, it's funny, like baseball for me, I think, you know, it was absolutely what I poured all of my emotional and intellectual energy into as a kid but as i said like many of the other things that i have this relationship with this kind of passionate nerd relationship with i turned into my job you know like i do comedy Mm -hmm. and and culture stuff for work and that's wonderful and it hasn't ruined those things for me in the way that it's ruined you know there there are certainly i know you know helen there are certainly comics who because they've dedicated their life to comedy, when they're, when they're watching comedy, they sit in the back of the room with their arms crossed. <laughs> um, it hasn't been like that. But in the last few years, especially as the world has gotten really bonkers and as being a dad has been very challenging and being a businessman is very hard and stressful and intense, I have really found that having baseball, a thing that does not actually have any actual consequences in the world, <laughs> mm. is such a wonderful refuge for me. And now, finally, like the, the last year or two, my oldest, uh, my daughter Grace, has gotten old enough to sort of be able to tell what's going on a little bit and be interested in it. And it's such a great thing to share with a kid, you know. Yeah. To, yeah. She she plays softball and, and we and we have, you know, gone to some games and we, we went down to San Diego last year for a Giants game. We're gonna go to opening day here in, in Los Angeles because the Dodgers are playing the Giants. And it's such a it's such a great it's such a great comfort food because it's boring and has no meaning, but I know everything <laughs> about it. <laughs> 
and there's plenty of things to think about, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and Jesse, I also wanted to cover this on a completely different subject relating to the show. Uh, your What's the Difference round led to the biggest dispute that Helen and I have ever <laughs> had. Like, we, it was almost a slugfest. Uh, yeah. Like, we almost got to because fisticuffs. It's what's the difference between a dagger and a knife? <laughs> and you said that a knife is for cutting and a dagger is for stabbing. <laughs> And what we were looking for is a knife is a tool and a dagger is a weapon. And I thought that your description of cutting and stabbing <laughs> covered that. Helen said it did not. And I rushed the stage. We stopped the tape. It was We had this huge discussion. And sometimes you have to let the Wookiee win. So, <laughs> so I gave it to Wait, Helen. Am I the in this scenario? I was on Helen's yeah, side. You're one hundred percent the yeah. bad guy here. I was on but Helen's I guess side. These are good guys, so it's hard to it's hard yeah. to parse this metaphor. I was on Helen's side because you can stab with a knife. You, yeah, yes, well, that was my but, argument. But he you said one is for this and one is All right. for the other. Let's not relitigate the past. Helen and I will. You can also cut a bitch. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> Helen and I one day will fall into a volcano with our hands clutched around each other's throats <laughs> over this. So you should have gotten the point, and had you gotten it, it would not have changed the outcome. <laughs> That's the best part. I have to say, I got, I got my, I got my clock cleaned in that game overall. Though I did well in the giant section, uh, I did get a lot of emails about that uh, question. You afterwards. did really? Uh, yes, and they. I mean, they're emailing me, so I would expect that they would be on my team. But they were all on my team because you were wrong, Helen. <laughs> but I did have to explain to those people that uh, uh, I am far, like, I did so much better than I expected I would. <laughs> and so it was all gravy for me. Excellent. Well, it's wonderful to have you on the show, and it's wonderful to have you here to talk about it, and it's wonderful to be on the Maximum Fun Network. So thank you for everything, Jesse. Oh, thank you, guys. We're, we're so thrilled to have you, and uh, uh, my apologies for the cavalcade of children that's <laughs> run past my microphone as we've been talking. No, no. It, 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 this, this means that we're now a family show. Yes. The, yeah. fact, the, the fact that you're ignoring them shows how much you care about us. Yes. <laughs> That's what my dad used to say when he would ignore me. Anyway, all right. Thanks, Jesse. We'll Thank talk you, to you later. Thank you, Jesse. Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Helen, we've got another voice message. Who is it from? It is from Ross Blotcher of the Max Fun podcast, Oh No, Ross and Carrie. And uh, this is very appropriate because this episode with Ross and Carrie that we taped was for our bonus content <laughs> last year. So if you haven't heard it yet, just scroll up a little bit on your podcast player because it should be the episode right before this from Go Fact Yourself. Let's listen to what Ross had to say. Hi, my name is Ross Blotcher, co-host of another Maximum Fun show, Oh No, Ross and Carrie, and uh, I was delighted to be on Go Fact Yourself as a guest for a special bonus episode uh, that all of you very dedicated supporters of Go Fact Yourself have heard. I was on with my co-host, Carrie Poppy. I'm a fan of the show. Uh, I'm a friend and longtime friend of uh, Jim Newman, the co-creator and writer, and uh, of course, Jay Keith as well, and uh, and Helen. They're just so funny. They're so delightful. Uh, and so I had submitted a number of topics, and the ones that were chosen that I might be asked about were the Smashing Pumpkins, Platypuses, or the number Pi. And I had 
prepared mostly for the first two because I thought, you know, who would they bring in as an expert about the number pi? They can't really resurrect Archimedes. Uh, So I was trying to intensely refresh myself on everything having to do with the Smashing Pumpkins because I was thinking maybe they got James Eha or Jimmy Chamberlain or even Billy Corgan to come in. And I was just mortified at the thought that I would get something wrong, even like the most obscure song title. So I I was so (laughs) ready for that. And, uh, And of course, they chose Pi as the category. And, you know, I did okay. I was able to show off that I remembered many digits of pi. And and I think I did pretty good on the questions. But the expert that they brought in was Dr. David H. Bailey. Here with us tonight is an award-winning mathematician who helped develop a formula for calculating pi and who wrote the book Pi, The Next Generation. It's Dr. David Bailey. Dr. David Bailey. Welcome, Dr. Bailey. Shaking hands with both of our guests. Wow. Oh, my goodness. That's awesome. And he was a longtime mathematician at NASA. Uh, He created a formula for calculating pi such that you could start at any point. So you could choose, you know, like, give me the 59,382nd digit of pi. And he wouldn't have to calculate what came before. He could calculate that one but you had to be in base 16. Anyways, I, I think I got the first two parts of my cluster fact right. But the third one was a question about the Simpsons and which character had claimed that he knew 40,000 places of pie. So I had said Professor Frank, and it uh, turns out, no, it was Apu. But he called it the Bart Simpson show. So, you know. Anyways, afterwards, I asked Jim if I could contact David H. Bailey just to ask him for a signed copy of his book, because I thought it'd be so great to have a copy of Pi the Next Generation. And I already felt such an affinity with David because we shared this passion for the number Pi. So I reached out to him and I asked for that setting. You know, I'll pay whatever it takes for shipping. It was a real honor to meet you. It was a super fun night. And uh, he not only sent me Pi the Next Generation and marked it with the seven chapters that he had either authored or co-authored, He also sent me The Joy of Pi by David Blattner and The Simpsons and Their Mathematical Secrets by Simon Singh. And he refused to take any money for that. Uh, So I had just gotten back from a trip to Texas when I got the box and I wrote him back right away, not even realizing as I was writing the email that it was Pi Day. So I sent the email and then I uh, sent a quick follow up, said, oh, by the way, happy Pi Day. My goodness. How, How apropos. So he wrote me back. He sent me a Pi Day crossword puzzle that he'd posted on mathscholar.org. So I solved it and I sent it back to him. He said, oh, that's the first correct answer. I promised that I would post the first correct answer on the blog. So I really love that the experience of Go Fact Yourself connected me with this amazing mathematician. He actually emailed me again just this past month and sent me another Pi Day crossword puzzle that he'd created. So uh, I'll have to get back to him quickly with the answer. Anyways, thanks again to everyone at Go Fact Yourself for uh, connecting me with David Bailey. It was super fun. It was a great evening and uh, it was so fun to make a new friend. Oh, thank you, Ross. That was awesome. Apropi. Apropi. That was really fun because again, you know, like me getting a book or doing getting a crossword puzzle about pie, you know, no. it'd be all right. It wouldn't mean a lot to me. <laughs> Helen, it might mean a little, would, even less it to would you. Collect dust on my bookshelf. Yeah. 
but uh, but for him to get it was great. And and uh, the the generosity that Ross was talking about was also shown in the fact that he flew himself down to be the expert on that show, which was great. We've had a couple of experts do that, and yeah. I'm so impressed when when that happens. And I think it's a testament to how much people do want to talk mm-hmm. about their passion. Like they're so fired about about their passion, they're like, "Yes, I will pay for a flight to get down to L.A. and be able to talk shop with this person that's also into this topic." Yeah. And, uh, and Ross definitely proved his mettle in that topic. And sometimes we've got people who would come down yes. if we paid. Yes. <laughs> and that's why we want you to contribute. Exactly. To MaximumFun.org. That's why join. this is your bonus content, because <laughs> yes. you have given us money to maybe make that happen. And finally, our last guest that we're revisiting is comedian Emily Heller from the MaxFun podcast, Baby Geniuses. Hi, Emily. Hello, how are you? Hi, Emily. We're so happy to Hi. have you here. Let's go back a little bit and talk about what your experience was like being on the show. If you remember, remind everyone of the topics that you gave us. I think I gave you a bunch. I gave you Frasier, mm-hmm. I want to say, the Indigo Girls. Sure. I don't know. Did I give you any other ones? Probably, but those were the those were the ones that I remember. Yeah. Uh, those those yeah. were the ones we were thinking about doing. Absolutely. And uh, were you surprised right. that we ended up choosing Indigo Girls? I was a little bit surprised. I was like, uh-oh, I hope I actually know as much as I think I do about this. <laughs> well, a little bit behind the scenes. We actually had an entire category of Frasier uh, and a quiz ready to go because we didn't think we were going to be able to get anyone uh, with Indigo Girls on the show. And an expert lined up Yeah, and an well. expert lined up. Everything ready to go. Right. And then we found out, I believe, the day before the taping that Emily Sellers was going to be available to be on the call. So we wrote a completely different quiz once we realized we had that incredible opportunity. We thanked our potential Fraser expert, and we put that away to do it next time somebody picks Fraser. And as a somebody topic. will, yes. and we'll be ready to right. go. Yeah. But we, we spent two weeks cajoling uh, Emily Sellers people like, is she available? Can mm-hmm. she do it by phone? Is she on oh this God. date? And, and we heard nothing, and then we heard a little bit maybe, and then, like, it was the day before, literally, where we finally got a yes. Here with us tonight via Skype from her home in Decatur, Georgia, is a Grammy-winning singer, songwriter, and musician who is one half of the Indigo Girls. It's Emily Salyer! Emily Salyer! Oh, my gosh. Uh, hey, Emily. Hi, I'm such a huge fan. This is so surreal, so surreal. I'm sitting here, the dogs are barking, the pizza's coming, and I'm waiting with bated breath to see what y'all are going to say, and it's just like, life is good. Oh my gosh. The thought did not cross my mind that one of the actual Indigo Girls would be the expert. I was like, maybe there's like a rock journalist here, Mm -hmm. or like Tignataro is going to come out. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, I had no idea. And so what was it like when you realized that that was who your expert was on the phone talking to you? I immediately was like, oh, no, what did I say? <laughs> <laughs> well, you did very well on the quiz. Well, OK, yeah, that was a that was a relief. Mm-hmm. I, I knew I had done well on the quiz. What did it feel like to realize it was her? And then what did it mean to you? I mean, I was just so excited because even though the nature of being part of show businesses, I have, you know, I've gotten to meet a ton of the people who I've idolized and whose art has meant a lot to me um, and a lot of like, you know, comedy people, that stuff has been sort of demystified for me. But the Indigo Girls, it's like, that hasn't been demystified for me <laughs> at all. That's like... It's still a magic trick. still something. Yeah, it's still like... 
so deeply ingrained in my memory from being really young and listening to them on long car rides with my family. You know, it's just, it's music that I'm always, always, always going to love. I mean, it was obviously a huge huge surprise and very exciting. Yeah, that's that's one of the things that I thought was really um, special about this episode is that it wasn't just a topic that you loved and were passionate about and that you were nerding about out about, but also that you had this family dynamic that, you know, it was your parents that were into it and your siblings that were into it. And this was like a family thing that you all enjoyed together. Right. Yeah. I mean, it was our my first concert was my entire immediate family going to see the <laughs> Indigo Girls in Berkeley. Um, and it was special it was for like me a, because I also am an Indigo, Indigo Girls fan. So I, I was also it was a little treat for me. You know, a lot of times we get topics that, you know, mean a lot to our guests, but don't necessarily mean something to me or mm-hmm. even something that I'd ever heard of. But I definitely had heard yeah. of and been to Indigo Girls shows. So that was cool. Cool as well. Uh, Emily yeah. Saliers ended up making uh, an unexpected to all of us offer to you during the show. Tell us what that was. Uh, yeah, she offered me backstage passes to go see her when they were in L.A. And Emily, thanks for uh, picking Indigo Girls for your topic. That's, oh my that's exciting for me and for Amy. I can't imagine that it approaches even a small percentage of the excitement that I feel right now. <laughs> Please communicate my reverence to Amy. I love you guys so much. Please come back to L.A. immediately. I think we all well, give us a call when we're in town, and uh, we'll we'll hook you up uh, for tickets, and we'll say hey after the show. That'd be fun for us. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! We're all freaking out! Oh my god! I I really hate to tell you this, but there's no way I'm not holding you to that. <laughs> Yay! And so a couple months, yeah. uh, uh, not not even I don't think a couple months after uh, that show ran, uh, you emailed me saying they're going to be here, they're going to be here. How do we do this? Yeah. And uh, they they were they were kind enough to uh, to come through on their offer. We ended up getting uh, tickets and backstage passes. What was it like to see them? Yeah. And then tell us about going backstage. It was great. They still rock. I brought my brother who lives in L.A. and I wanted to make it you know a family thing. Uh, again, and he and I both started crying at the show. I don't Aww. know who cares if I tell you that, but um, yeah, they have this one new song from their new album that's coming out uh, in April that uh, just is a very sweet uh, song that Emily wrote, I think, um, that we both started crying because um, it was really good um, and we were a little high uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah it was a it was a great show they're awesome and um, yeah they haven't they haven't diminished I, I was just talking about them with a friend of mine who uh, when we were eight years old I remember I we were listening to the Indigo Girls me and my friend at the time who I had gotten into the Indigo Girls and we were like miming things and acting it out and I made her laugh so hard that she peed on the floor (laughs) Um, (laughs) and I was actually hanging out with that friend last week and I started talking about the Indigo Girls and I was like just so you know they still rock and (laughs) uh, they still like we talked about how she had gone to see some other act that she liked when she was young and they played only new stuff, and I was like, um, the Indigo Girls play Galileo and Closer to Fine at every show. Nice. Um, nice. They know what's up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think all you need to know about Emily Sellers is, uh, and I, I think about this a lot, when she was on our show calling in for you, and, and we thanked her for, for being on the show, and you thanked her for making all this great art, she said, thank you for picking me as your topic. Thank you for picking Aww. Indigo Girls as your topic. I, I've never heard any Aww. other expert who, who said that. It was so sweet. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. I... 
it's one of those things where it's been sort of in and out of my life forever, right. where there will be times when I don't listen to them for a while, and then I'll get really back into it. And I think we recorded this show, like, at the tail end of, like, a deep dive I had mm. gone in. Um, I had been, uh, like, under this writing deadline a few weeks beforehand where I was just, like, listening to them nonstop while I was writing, and I every time I procrastinated, it was by watching an Indigo Girls video <laughs> and just, like, going deep on finding out all this new stuff about them, too, and I just had this renewed appreciation for them. I had been talking about them on other podcasts. Mm -hmm. I had been doing this whole, like, media tour to promote my special coming out, and I went on um, Who Cares About the Rock Hall, which is a podcast about uh, bands you think should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and mm -hmm. I talked about them on there, and I made a very impassioned case for them to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and I went on Cool Playlist Pod, which is Eliza Skinner's podcast where she has you make a playlist for some particular event, and mine was driving to Lilith Fair, and so I obviously talked about <laughs> them a lot, and Eliza's <laughs> also a big fan, and so I was just like, Truly, you could not have caught me at a more Indigo Girls <laughs> moment in my life, is what I'm saying. Did you get a picture backstage with you and your brother and them? Uh, I got a picture with me, my brother, and Emily. Emily and Amy were in separate rooms, so we only oh, actually met Emily. Oh, yeah. but still. I, but it, I mean, it would have been... It would have been too much to explain to Amy who I was. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we have you on again, when we, when we start repeating guests and you choose the topic again, we'll see if we can get Amy. Yes, Amy is a very mysterious figure, and I think it's probably for the best that, you know, she still <laughs> has a bit of mystery to her. Are you going to frame that photo and put it in your parents' house? <laughs> I should. Yeah, I think you need to. Next time. <laughs> well, does, does your family now fully acknowledge that you are the coolest member of the family? Oh, they've acknowledged that for years. Okay. I'll, I'll rub it in their face. As, w as well they should. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Excellent. Well, we're so glad that you joined us on the show and uh, here today. And uh, it, it was, j again, I. Just seeing your face on the show and then seeing you meet her is it, it really is is really what this show is all about, and uh, we appreciate you so much for for doing that. And and I have to say also, Emily Sailors really appreciated connecting with her fans also, and that's probably why they continue to have uh, such long term success as well. She's the best, so the best. Thank you guys so much for making it happen. Yay, all right, thank you, thank you, Emily. All right, that is our bonus content episode for this year. Thank you again to all of our guests, all of our experts, and all of you for listening and supporting Maximum Fun. Uh, I just want to point out that uh, Helen and I have actually gotten some follow-up with some of the experts as well. Helen, you and I both were invited by E.T. Tokoski, who was our Jack Daniels expert, to go to this secret speakeasy Frank Sinatra whiskey pairing oh my gosh. dinner. Remember that? That was so cool. That was uh, Jody Miller, yes. our, your colleague, and, mm -hmm. and our, your and my colleague, Jody Miller. Her topic was Jack Daniels, mm -hmm. and we got to meet like the Jack Daniels national ambassador, mm -hmm. and then he invited us to this really cool Jack Daniels pairings dinner and it was so neat it was like underground speakeasy and mm -hmm. I'm not even a big whiskey fan but I was drinking these really cool like you know Jack Daniels mixed cocktails and 
and getting pretty uh, pretty lubricated. Yeah. It was pretty fun. It was fun. That was, a, that was an unexpected perk. <laughs> uh, I also got to go to a baseball game. I got invited to an Angels game by uh, one of our baseball experts, Dr. Joe Price, who was the expert for Fred Willard, who was talking about uh, baseball during uh, World War II. Uh, and uh, as is probably made clear on just about every episode, I'm a huge Angels fan. Uh, so just to go to an Angels game, let alone these incredible seats, let alone as his guest, and to sit with people who know and love the history of the game more than I do was also really great. Uh, so we also really encourage uh, any future guests and experts, give us some free stuff. We like it. Uh, and I encourage a future guest to pick Star Trek TNG mm-hmm. so that we can we can have a Star Trek TNG person come on and invite me to, to get some inside scoop and, and maybe go visit the something related to that. Yeah. Julian, the purpose of that. the bonus content is for the host to beg for future <laughs> perks. Isn't that, isn't that correct? I mean, 100%. These oh, are right, the great. ones with the money and the ones yeah. with pull. So. Yeah. Uh, Jim, have you had any follow-up with any of our uh, experts or guests that you can recall? I am sitting with the experts, so I spend a lot of time with mm. them because you have to train our guests who are being quizzed on what's about to happen to mm-hmm. them. So you're off doing that, and then I'm sitting with the experts and trying to make sure that they aren't seen so we don't give away the surprise. So I spend a lot of time with them, and and it's, it's always fascinating. Um, but we haven't my topics will be so weird and obscure that that we haven't we haven't hit on those yet. Well, perhaps that will be our next uh, bonus content next year. Is uh, we'll we'll, yeah. we'll get Jim to play a game. My weird stuff. Exactly. <laughs> well, thank you for uh, spending time with our weird stuff. We love your weird stuff. We love our listeners. Thank you so much for listening to Go Fact Yourself. We'll be back here on Maximum Fun every first and third Friday, or wherever you get podcasts. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>